Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm dealing with a little dog barf this morning, but otherwise... Nice. The classic summer dog barf. Classic uh, summer dog barf. It's, you know. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about not dog barf. Sorry. <laughs> moving on. It up. Moving on. Well, actually, um, you know, we're talking about something that sounds so simple and light, but it's, you know, uh, there's a lot to talk about. And that is summer socializing. Mm-hmm. We thought we would just, you know, sort of have a little chat about, you know, the get togethers and, and the, you know, the, the stuff that we love to do over the summer, because this year it is different than any other year. And like so much else during this pandemic, I feel like people's experiences of vaccinated life are all over the map. And I thought it would be really great to talk about it. I, I agree. I am one of those people who is just all over the map. (laughs) Mm. And I think the thing I was just talking, I actually had dinner with a friend last night. I think that has not really happened yet. Uh, And we were talking about how even with a runway of a month, like how much things have Mm -hmm. changed. You know, Mm -hmm. I was telling her that about a month ago when John and I were celebrating our wedding anniversary and we went into an ice cream store and that was just when it was time where the CDC had said if you're uh, or there were signs on the store that said if you're vaccinated, you can be unmasked inside. And I went in and I had a complete like panic attack and I had to leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whereas like last night was my very, very first time dining indoors and it was super spaced out. I mean, I would have opted for outdoors, but it was torrential downpours here Mm -hmm. and it was fine. And I didn't have a panic attack. And I was like, that's good Mm -hmm. (laughs) progress. But it is it's incredible to me how much everything just feels like it continues to change. Yes. Yes. Well, what's strange is, you know, here listening to you talk. You know, so much continues to change externally, obviously, in the world. The way vaccination is rolling out around the world obviously is changing things in the world. The way variants are coming and going is changing the way we respond. And then internally, how we are uh, sort of getting used to, to new social rules and CDC guidelines, that's also changing. So mm-hmm. the 
externally and internally, things are changing at the same time. And I think it's the interaction of those two things that makes for such a variation in experience for people. Uh You know, some people, you know, the moment those CDC guidelines came out and they were fully vaccinated, they were like, all right, I'm done. Like, let's let the party begin. That's just how it felt for them. And how it feels for other people, no matter what the guidelines say, is very different. So that's why, you know, that's sort of the I think the the bedrock of this conversation is that the lived experience is really, really different for each of us. And and a lot of that has to do just with our own, um, you know, our own histories, what's happened the last, you know, year and a half, couple of years for each of us. And 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 the fact that that's OK. Definitely. And. I also want to acknowledge that I feel as if it's going to continue to be a bit of a moving target mm-hmm. as as things continue to change and we see what's happening with the variants. And so, yeah, I mean, I think we'll continue to talk about this probably for who knows how long. But mm-hmm. yeah, today we're talking about summer socializing, I think, because there is it does feel like there's this breaking open. Right. Asha, mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Um mm-hmm. So let's dive it in. Is. Yeah. Yes. Let's dive in. I mean, and there's so much to be joyful about. So that's yes. that's all that's all good. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 talk about it. Uh, yes. And I really off? I really feel like, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is kind of related to a bigger thing that you and I have talked about for years, which is really about tuning into what is ideal for the person you are and, you know, what works for your family and just really tuning into that and trying to align with that as best as you can, you know, won't, won't be perfect every time. But so my first recommendation is really to use this break that we've had as a chance to reset and think about what your optimal connection scenario is. I have realized with deeper, deeper clarity that, um, bigger get togethers, and I'm talking like eight to 10 people, not my favorite. <laughs> uh, whereas small group, a couple people or one-on-one is really my ideal as a partial introvert because I can just get into deeper conversation, whereas chit chat really exhausts me. So mm-hmm. I have really been thinking a lot about that and trying to figure out how to structure any summer socializing that we do in a framework where I will leave feeling energized instead of exhausted, which I think mm-hmm. generally is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. It is generally a good thing to do. And, and you're right. I think that, I think that this period of time has sort of brought, uh, brought, brought out our own, you know, sort of individual preferences about how we socialize out in like with such clarity. You know, it's interesting for me when you said bigger get togethers, like eight to 10 people. I and know, I right? was thinking to myself, okay, bigger get togethers, like, 30 to 100 people. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so well, see, even yeah, that is, I know. you know, and whereas for me, like a get together of eight to 10 people, maybe 20 people, like, I just love that. I absolutely love it. And I was at a, a gathering like that yesterday, like in in someone's house, everyone was vaccinated. It was a discussion about somebody's book release. And it was like, oh, gosh, it felt so good to be swimming in that conversation again. But again, like that's because we're different people and it's just good to notice it. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I think this is a good time to just remind yourself, you know, whether or not, you know, how do you feel most yourself in social in social contexts? Yeah. Um, So my first um, (laughs) my first tip, I'm laughing because I'm going to relate a story that just happened last night. Okay, my first tip is to expect and normalize 
bumpy social reentry. Okay. So, you know, assuming you are just sort of dipping your toe back in the social world again, um, it's going to, it may feel weird. And I think it's just good to know that, especially when you're spending time with people who you actually know really well. Um, I got really taken off guard by that because mm-hmm. as you can already tell, I love social interaction. Um, it's not that I'm like a great lover of parties and that sort of socializing, but I love, you know, conversation and sitting with people and being with people and spontaneous stuff. I got completely taken off guard by the awkwardness of certain reunions, especially with really dear close friends who I hadn't seen, or even some who I'd communicated with throughout the pandemic, seeing them in person for the first time, you know, like there was lots of like, do we look at each other directly? How do we actually catch up with each other? Mm -hmm. When they say, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. How are you? How do you answer that question? I don't Mm -hmm. even know. And it was super awkward. And I think the thing to say about that is that the awkwardness did not last, but it still was troubling. And, um, The thing that I was giggling about when I first mentioned this is that yesterday at this book party that I was telling you about, I met somebody for the first time and I stuck my hand out and I said, I'm fully vaccinated. And then I was like, oh, I should probably say my name first and then say I'm fully vaccinated. But that was how I introduced myself. And it was like, okay, it's just weird. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, I think we should just all this reminds me of a conversation uh, I had on this show with Jenny Lawson when she released her new book. And we were talking about just leaning all the way into the awkwardness and just like, mm-hmm. let's all do it. Mm-hmm. it. It is interesting, though. I mean, just last weekend, um, as you can tell, I'm on a l- little bit delayed runway from a lot of people. I was among the last to get vaccinated just because I didn't have any conditions or anything. But, um, yeah, we had people in adults, uh, in our home for the first time. And I literally was like, do I remember how to entertain? Actually, we were having, and we were serving a meal to my in-laws. Um, and it was just really comical. It was like, wow, I haven't done this in a long time. And mm-hmm. so it's, it, I think it's a similar vein of like, okay, we mm-hmm. all have to get our training wheels back on and, and get moving again. It's, it's, mm-hmm. but yes, I think acknowledging the awkwardness is, is a good thing. And just, like embracing it and yeah. actually like in your own self saying this is just the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have more to chat about. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. 
I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Okay, friends, we are back and we are talking about summer socializing and getting on our training wheels and embracing the awkward and it's all good. (laughs) And Asha, I'm going to start with something that I think is very important given how we framed up this episode with everybody being in just super different places. And my recommendation in order to avoid uh, distress and festering is to just be very clear and unapologetic unapologetic about your boundaries. Your boundaries are your boundaries, and that's fine. Part of why this is really top of mind for me is because Violet is 10. She's under, you know, she's not eligible for a vaccine yet. So this is a huge determinant in how we're doing things um, or not doing things. And I've definitely had to deal with some friction with some people around our boundaries. And I just, I kind of am like, this is just what we're doing. It's cool. If it means that we're not fully involved and only part of us come, that's fine, you know? Um, and I just try to be really direct and, you know, simple about it. And I actually saw a really good quote that I wanted to mention. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was along the lines of, if somebody freaks out about your boundaries, it's probably a sign that you need boundaries with that person. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So I'll just oh. leave that there. That's, you know. Not to use an overused phrase, but that would be a truth bomb. That is a truth bomb. In fact, you know what? I'm going to try to dig dig up the exact quote. I think I saw it um, from No Guilt Mom, which was a podcast that I was on. So I will look that up and try mm-hmm. to get the exact quote. But I, I just, it really struck me as super appropriate. And when I shared it in Instagram stories, I had a, like a million people who were like, oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Truth well, bomb. Well, I think that I am very glad you're talking about this because I think it's just important to be super clear about the it's a very hard line between folks who don't have kids under 12 who are ineligible for, you know, ineligible for vaccination and those who do, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, it's so important. You know, well, I. Speaking for myself at this point, I actually am the parent of fully fledged adults as of today. Today is my daughter's 18th birthday during our recording here. And so I am actually the parent of adults today. And that means that I'm the parent of people who are vaccinated. And I have to keep reminding myself that it's not just families with little kids. It's families with everyone who is ineligible for a vaccine at this point. They are dealing with a completely different set of social realities. And it's summer. You know, this is a time when kids have been released from one of the, you know, for many most difficult school years they've ever had. Summer is a time for them to play and and relax. And, and you know, so the when I really sort of put on my empathy hat and think about the realities for parents of young kids, again, I'm sure it's all over the map, but 
it's such a different set of pressures and it's so important to, to just be cognizant of that. And, you know, if that's you, if you have young kids, you know, I really urge you to seek out other parents for support. Um, but as Christine's saying, it's tricky because everyone's got their different, you know, their different lines that they are, you know, sort of willing to step over and, and not. So um, I don't know. It's just, I guess I'm just sort of issuing some empathy there and, and really thinking about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. Um, yeah, it's, it's complicated. I think especially within, you know, within one's family because there are different lines within one's extended family. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's tricky. Mm -hmm. All right. So my next tip is just something really straightforward and that is to give yourself permission to change plans in the moment. So, you know, (laughs) I think at this point we're all pretty comfortable with the if then scenario planning that we do in order to sort of move about the, you know, our lives during this pandemic. Um, but sometimes you just get caught by surprise um, as we are transitioning into this new way of socializing with people. Sometimes what you think is going to work for you suddenly doesn't work and it's right in the moment. And I just wanted to sort of normalize that as well. I recently had plans for outdoor dining at a restaurant with with a bunch of fully vaccinated, not a bunch, with a few fully, fully vaccinated friends. So that's like totally cool for me. But when I arrived, I found out that one was just getting over a cold. And so she was sure it was a cold. She was sure it wasn't COVID because she'd been vaccinated. But, you know, I felt not comfortable with close up, you know, socializing unmasked with anyone who's symptomatic because, um, you know, COVID symptoms and cold symptoms are pretty similar. And yes, the risk is low. You know, scientifically, the risk is low when between two vaccinated people. But I still did not feel comfortable with it. And I had to right in that moment, just sort of gather up my wits and do something about it. So I had to ask if folks were okay with taking our dinners to go and basically, you know, sort of decamping to a park um, so we could have, you know, we could just still sit together and eat and talk. And I mean, it was weird. It was weird. It was awkward. I felt, you know, I sort of felt like I was ruining the whole evening for everybody. It as it turns out, it worked out just fine. And we ended up having a fun picnic, but it could have, you know, it, it could have just been one of those sort of like folks have a really great time. I am just gonna, you know, I'll just catch up with you next time. No, no hard feelings, but it was just one of those things where it was instructive to me. And I actually felt good about the fact that I was able to move that quickly. And so I just think it's worth putting out there for you so that you can sort of think through it a little bit if you find yourself in a similar situation. Absolutely. And I think, well, first, I think it is actually a gift and a sign of trust to be able to be honest with friends. So I think that's actually, even though it is really hard and awkward, like I definitely recommend just going there. (laughs) And also I think it's worth noting that if you had gone through with it, there could have been resentment and anxiety sort of building during and after and you avoided that and i think that is that's really important you know last night when um my friend Paige and i got together for dinner we were kind of eyeing the outdoor seating and it wasn't set up and it was because of all these torrential downpours and i really appreciated that she she was like if you're not ready like we can push the abort button that's okay and that felt i had a few moments in in real time to sort of make a decision about that but it just it, it's a it's the best thing you can do for your friendships right now as we're working through all this awkwardness to just be direct. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. I'm glad you yeah. did that. Yeah, I appreciate you sort of like talking that out because, 
I, I kind of knew that, like I knew that in my head, but hearing you say it makes me realize that you're absolutely right. Like I feel so much better around people that are just sort of verbalizing what's going on in the, in the interior there. It really makes it, it makes it so much easier to step through these moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my next recommendation is um, something that I have been really thinking a lot about with uh, perhaps a little bit of um not distress exactly. Actually, it's maybe a little more puzzlement and a little like, huh. And it is that I have realized over this initial stretch of summer socializing and things kind of people coming together again, that it's not just as simple as booking less things. Because so why I'm thinking about this is we've been really looking at the summer as a summer, as a whole, like, okay, how many weeks are there? What are we willing to put on the calendar? And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but John and I have been really working to be intentional to not just jam a thing on every weekend of the calendar. That's not how he and I like to operate. It's not what we're ready for. But even so, things have been pretty minimal here, and it has sometimes still been really stressful. So Mm. I just wanted to recommend to people to if you're booking less because that works for you, great. And you also may need to sort of pace yourself and think in terms of how to handle reconnecting with more complicated relationships and how to set those up in a way that will reduce stress points. I know that's all a little vague. You know, my situation is very particular, so I'm not going to go into it. But um, there's just a little more to think about than number of dates on the calendar which is mm-hmm. what I used to always think it was about. <laughs> so I've well, had some learning here. To be fair, maybe, you know, sort of in our previous lives, it could be as simple as number of dates on the calendar. You know, it's funny because what we're talking about when we talk about socializing is we're talking about this intersection of um, time, you know, the slots on the calendar and relationships, the very complicated, impossible to put into a box. <laughs> messiness of human interaction and you know socializing is where those two things meet Mm -hmm. and so it really is like two very complicated machines having to work together and this is i think what you are experiencing and i think that you know the fact is that all of our relationships have been through a stress test Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so having to sort of come out the other side with all of our relationships is a process Mm -hmm. so it is it is complicated. Yeah. It that, is. that that should be the name, I think, of our podcast. It's, it's complicated. complicated. <laughs> or maybe I'm going to make myself a shirt that says I'm complicated. <laughs> <laughs> because I do. I feel like I'm so much more sensitive now. I have I'm feelings, fine. Asha. You're complicated. Have, That's I the other shirt. Be, I know. I used to be a robot. Now I'm really sensitive. It's really no, hard. No. That, well, okay. I'll push back on that while we while we pause for a break. I'll I'll give you a little pep talk because you're not a robot and you're not oversensitive. All right, perfect. Okay, friends, I'm gonna go get my pep talk from Asha, and we will be right back. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Okay, friends, we are back. Pep talk has been issued. There has been laughter. We're good. Sorry, folks, oh. we will not be including that in the blooper reel at the end of the year. But Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, you know, we, we just really love talking to, each other, talking to each other. That's the bottom line here. I know, so. and it's been a little while. It feels yeah. like that anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, okay, folks. Well, you know, my last tip of this episode is actually to pause and notice how far you've come. Mm. I mean, we're sitting here talking about, you know, the difficulties and the complications and all of those things exist. And I have to remind myself. In fact, sometimes I have to force myself out of the focus on those complications and then just sometimes say, oh, wow, look at that. Somebody can come in my house. Look at that. I can see somebody and hug them. And I have to really, really push myself to be grateful for all the things that I can do now that just a few months ago I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just got back to from, you know, flying halfway across the country to go see my son where he lives, you know, in his college town. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to sending my daughter to college out of state. Like there are lots of things that are happening that obviously just they they felt different before. So I I guess what I'm saying is that it's a good thing to pause and notice and not in a, you know, not in like a silver lining, you know, cotton candy sort of way. But I think just in that deep way that we can remind ourselves that we've come we've we've come a long way. And 
You know, I know for me, I feel like I've been in protection mode for so long that it's become this default state and Mm -hmm. it requires real intention to think differently now that some of the variables have shifted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this, Asha, because and I just need to underscore, not like anybody has forgotten, but we literally have come a very far and long way, like 15, 16 months of life. I've thought so, so much about how last March, we were all kind of like, oh, okay, two weeks? We'll be done in like two weeks, right? You know, so it has been an incredibly long road. And seriously, everybody deserves all the high fives. This this has been a lot. Um, Well, as you're noticing how far you've come and giving yourself a little high five, I wanted my last recommendation to be um to be really intentional about scheduling a fill your tank get together. And I want to mention, I need to call out somebody who I've mentioned. I don't know if I've mentioned her before in this podcast, but I have written about her. Um, this week I got together with one of my teachers from high school, <laughs> my high school English teacher, Lucy Myers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny I think actually my 30th reunion is coming up this, this fall. That's how long I've been out of high school. So it's been a long time. And over the years we've, we've kept in touch. We've sent Christmas cards. She was at my wedding. She is a really special person to me because, um, I think I've talked about this numerous times, but I was not a good student in high school. I was suffering a lot of trauma, which I now know was partially why I could not like compute or absorb anything academic related. And even though I was literally a C and D student, she kept telling me that I was a smart and valuable person. Mm. So, um, gosh, I get a little teary thinking about her. But anyway, Mm. we both sort of laughed because we were both like, wow, like this time, you know, it's really made us realize, hmm, you know, maybe I don't need to see so-and-so and and, like that relationship is going to be really hard and I'm, I'm not really wanting to do that. But for us, getting together was such a fill your tank, joyful, wonderful thing, even though we were unpacking and talking about a lot of super difficult stuff. Like I was mm. for the first time telling her some details about what happened to me in high school at that time when she knew me and she had no idea what was going on. Right. But she was just a supportive, wonderful human being. So it wasn't like the conversation was just all light and easy breezy, but it's such a loving relationship that I just I we both left like bouncing along, bouncing along on a cloud. It was so great. Mm. So I just, I can't recommend enough thinking about those relationships that really just make you feel whole and seen and like just good and try to schedule one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, what a, I just love hearing about her. And I love the fact that, you know, here was this human being at some crossroads in your life that was just standing there like basically beaming love and trust at you. And that's what happened. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, she say she's a person who saved me. Like I could have yeah. sunk. And I know now, you know, from science, from research about adverse childhood experiences, like yeah. I could have sunk had it not yes. been for people like her. And so, right. and Asha, she, um, you may have seen this like years and years ago, but she is uh, the person who showed up at when minimalist parenting came out. She like oh, showed no, up at I one of my book it. events. Okay. I had forgotten about that, Christine. Same person. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like had she forgotten saw a about flyer that. with my face on it was like, oh my God, I have to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, geez. I seriously love this person. And um, I had forgotten about that, Christine. And now I'm remembering. And what's more at that time, um, I don't think I understood the, um, uh, you know, your sort of high school reality as clearly as I do now. And so that's just an amazing connection for you to make for me, like in my own mind. Yeah. She's amazing. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, fill your tank, get togethers. Boy, that's uh, that's really incredible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah that's well, so, uh, what a, I know, what a I way know. to, what a way to close out this episode. So many feelings. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not a robot anymore. So Asha, <laughs> <laughs> what is your next edit for this episode? All right. Well, it is super straightforward and that is to reach out to one friend or family member that you haven't seen since before the pandemic. I think that, um, you know, there's no pressure at all to make a plan. You don't have to like, you know, set up a coffee date or go on it, whatever. You don't have to do that, but just reach out to them, even if it requires pushing through some awkwardness. Um, I think uh, basically where I'm going with this is this the whole like embrace the weirdness and realize that this is going to feel funny coming back into your full life. But but just uh, it, it's OK. It's OK if it feels weird. Just reach out to the people that you care about. You probably have maybe somebody in mind that you're thinking about and um, make a plan this week to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Christine? Yeah. So I want to loop back to something I was talking about at the beginning about sort of really tuning into what works for you. So I want to recommend that people, as they think about whatever they're going to schedule next to just do, just jot down a, a couple quick things like parameters that would work for you. And so top of mind for me, the real easy ones to identify is small or large, like, you know, one to three people or, you know, eight to 10 people or whatever, um, indoors or outdoors, like what are you legitimately most comfortable with? Go with whatever that is. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then if it's around a mealtime, um, you know, preparing food or just getting takeout, you know, just a few simple, identify a few simple parameters that will help you kind of guide and shape whatever that next social interaction is just so it's more comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. All great advice. Okay, friends, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. Chat with us on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show, or send us an email at edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about us. Thanks for listening. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.